time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro, office on Mears Chapel Road. Find us online at greensbororotirement.com. On today's podcast, we're talking about landmark birthdays, the important birthdays in your financial life, at least. Uh, and I kind of like this as an excuse, Glenn, to celebrate the half birthdays, because we've got a couple of half birthdays that you can throw in here and uh, kind of celebrate with. So who doesn't want extra birthday celebration as you go through the year? <laughs> we'll use we'll use that as a good uh, as a good excuse here in just a few moments. But the first big landmark birthday that you hit when it comes to financial things, and, and by the way, this is what you should be thinking about when you hit these birthdays. It's sort of like, all right, I'm I'm 50 now. Here's what I need to be thinking about. What is that first landmark birthday at, at 50, Glenn? What's on the agenda for our financial purposes here? Well, once you turn 50, Walter, I mean, you have a um, what the IRS allows for what we would call catch-up provisions um, or catch-up contributions, whether that be to your IRA or to your 401k or 403b. In essence, what they're saying is, is that if you haven't been saving quite enough or if you'd like to save a little bit more for retirement, then there's going to be provisions to be able to make additional contributions or have additional withholdings there in, you know, that it's going to go into your uh, retirement accounts and that way you're in a place where you can you can put more money away for your retirement years and it's kind of a nice thing that if you is particularly if you haven't put away enough or you're feeling like hey you know I really need to put away more then once you hit 50 you can you can really you know you start start um, you know exercising that, that right within that within the tax code to say okay I want to put more and more in, into into those accounts so I know that I'm going to have enough yeah, it's a good point. So that's the uh, catch-up contributions become available at 50. So not an extremely important birthday from a standpoint of there's a whole lot for you to do, but certainly worth taking advantage of those additional contribution levels. Now, when you get to 55, that would be something else we could consider to be a landmark birthday. What happens at 55? Well, 55 is one of those that not a whole lot of people really know about, but Let's say that you you know you you know you've left your job and you still and you have a 401k that's that's there at the job. You can actually at age 55 you can you can access the, you know some of those funds for you know for you know for actual retirement. You know you know and, and avoid that that 10% penalty, which is you know actually is there for most people when we think about 59 and a half. And that's kind of you know letting the cat out of the bag for the next landmark birthday. But typically, in you know in most retirement accounts, you have to be 59 and a half before you can actually draw money out, or else you're going to have to pay the tax and a 10% penalty. But if you have a 401k that's in place and you and you separate from service and you're and you and you're 55 or over, you can actually take the withdrawals from there without being subject to that 10% penalty in most cases. And that's really something that that can be helpful, particularly. If maybe maybe you're not going to uh, maybe you're not going to fully say hey I'm gonna I'm gonna retire at 55, but maybe you maybe you left a job or maybe the company you know um, eliminated your job and you know changed you know restructured or something and you're in the process of looking for another job. Well, you know you can access that money you know without worrying about that extra 10% penalty as well. So that that's something that that a lot a lot of folks don't necessarily 
you know, think in terms of that I can I can really get to that because most people have it in their mind 59 and a half, 59 and a half is where is was the earliest I can take it. And, you know, like I say, in, in certain situations, you know, you can actually tap into things by, you know, at 55. You know, of course, you're that's not going to be true for all accounts. And that's where you want to be, you know, working with your advisor who understands, you know, how all these different rules work and, you know, make sure that everything's coordinated. And that might even be some questions to ask your um, human resources director to know whether or not your you know, account that you have there, you know, could actually, you know, be utilized that way, particularly if you're leaving service or if you've already left service. Yeah, these are uh, important birthdays because a lot of things get triggered or certain consequences that you would have faced had you done a particular action before this birthday now no longer apply or certain things now do kick into effect if you no longer are um, you know going to follow, follow kind of the, the rule of thumb here. And 59 and a half is a good example of that because we're eliminating some of the penalties that you would face if you took certain actions before that birthday. So there's one of the half birthdays we can celebrate. Well, that's right, and that's what we were just talking about. There is, is that you know, normally, you know, you have you have um, you know, fifty nine and a half is typically you know the the earliest that you that you have the access to those retirement accounts. What I mean by that is like the IRAs and four hundred one ks and whatnot. So if you rolled over a four hundred one k and you you know into an IRA, well, that that what we were just talking about with that fifty five you know birthday, you know what you know if it's now in an IRA. It's all going to be subject to the 59 and a half. So you want to know how the rules are and what what situation are you in, and you know whether or not it, you know it matters between if you take this action versus that action, and what's going to be in your best interest and and so forth. But like I say, you know, 59 and a half is is one of those landmarks that most people think about when it's like, oh, okay, now I could actually tap into that money and I don't have to worry about that extra 10% penalty. Of course, you know, anytime you pull money out of a, of a pre-tax account, um, you know, where you, you know, you put those, all the contributions or all the money that went in was, was pre-tax. Well, when it comes out, you're going to be, it's going to be subject to taxation, but you know, and most people don't like the idea of taxes anyways, but they especially don't like the idea of paying an additional 10% penalty just because you took the money out, you know, a little too early. Yeah. These are good things to remember at 59 and a half. And then you start really ticking off the birthdays now as you get closer to retirement or as you start to retire when we get to 62 that's the big one for social security well that's right walter you know i mean that uh, 62 is the earliest you can that you can start social security you know for your social security retirement benefits and so, you know, the, whether or not that's the right thing to do or not is, is a whole nother question. And that, that takes some analysis to determine whether or not you or your spouse should consider that. You know, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, there's an awful lot of you know, reasons why, you know, you might decide to delay. Um, but, you know, we're not going to really talk about all the ins and outs of Social Security. But it's just it's, it's good to know what your options are. And at 62, that's the earliest you could be eligible to, to start that retirement benefit from Social Security, for, you know, for sure. And then that's something, you know, when you when you start, that's when a lot of people just a, a year or two before that is when they start thinking about, well, when should I take Social Security and and how should I take it? And, you know, what happens if I keep working? And and so that's a major consideration because, you know, for most people, Social Security is going to be a, a large part of that retirement income and how to maximize it and how to utilize it to your best interest is going to matter. And that's one of those that's that first date that really starts to come into play as to whether or not you're going to take it now or wait a couple of years and maybe wait, you know, a, you know, a significant amount of time. 
Yep, yep, and that's that's the sixty second birthday. It leads to a lot of questions when you start talking about taking Social Security early or uh, waiting on it. When you get to sixty five, you become what eligible for Medicare at that landmark birthday. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. And you know, and a lot of times I'll I'll talk to folks, and you know, sometimes they've saved enough and they feel really comfortable about possibly even retiring, you know, prior to sixty five. But one of the big holdups, a lot of times, is is that well, I don't really want to wor- worry about my health insurance, right? Because if you're if you're not quite sixty five yet, then you're then you're not eligible for Medicare, and then you have to go out and do you know private policy or something that's a little different than what you might have had before. And a lot of times there's a lot of uncertainty about that, and there's you know, there's additional expenses to that, and and so it's it's really you know a lot of people look forward to that sixty fifth birthday, and, and whether they keep working or not, you know it uh, it gives them another it gives them a little bit more flexibility in terms of the way they the way they might uh, be able to take care of their health care and their health care costs and so you know in, in, in essence you have you have a seven month window where you where you start to think in terms of when you're going to um, sign up for Medicare right you can you, you have three months before or prior to your birth month then you have your birth month and then you have three months after your birth month so there's a seven months there where you know you want to make sure that you that you sign up and you you do all the things that you need to do um, you're definitely going to sign up for at least for Medicare Part A you know and and you know which you know an absolute you, you really want to make sure that you do but a lot of times folks think well you know I'm still going to keep working and I'm covered by my uh, my employer plan and, and so I'm not going to worry about um, you know taking Medicare you know now well you know and I'm just going to wait till I retire well, there's actually some situations where it makes sense to come off of your employer plan and, and go on to Medicare. It can actually be a, a better option, and a lot of times folks don't even realize they can do that um, because you know it's they think, well, you know, I'm covered under this plan and I, I have to be retired to, to do Medicare, and that's really not the case. It's 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 really your it's really your age, and and there might be there might be compelling reasons to think about you know making that change, you know, even prior to uh, to leaving work. And a lot of times it would actually end up saving uh, or it could save the uh, the employer some money because, you know, typically we all know that, you know, that the, you know, the older you are, you know, that that's one of the factors that, that goes into the pricing of, of health insurance. So um, it's something that everybody should take a look at, particularly, you know, as to when they're going to stop working, but also if they work beyond that you really need to think is, you know, should I should I, what should I do about Medicare? You know, and it's a good idea to, you know, visit with somebody who really understands the ins and outs of health insurance and whether or not it's going to make sense for you to to tap into it now or later. Yeah, we're talking with uh, Glenn Mosseller on today's podcast about some really important landmark birthdays, giving you extra excuses to celebrate as you get, uh, you know, up in years. <laughs> Why not, Glenn? You know, let's just start celebrating. We'll call them all landmark birthdays at some point, right? Uh, well, that's right. 66 and 67, that's when you reach the full retirement age for Social Security. And, and you will notice a lot of these become Social Security as you get older. There's the, the you're eligible and then you reach the full retirement age, and then the latest you can take, start and turn on your Social Security. And, and that debate is always an interesting one of when that proper timing is. 
Oh yeah, no doubt about it. And like you say, I mean, for for most folks, it's it's somewhere between sixty six and sixty seven. You know, it could be sixty six in a few months, could be sixty seven. You know, of course, it's going to depend upon you know how you know how old you are and when your birthday was. But you know, that's when we your full retirement age is, is is there for Social Security. So that means okay, you can you can actually if you wanted to keep working and 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 take Social Security, you could without worrying about having you know benefits withheld. Um, or, you know, whether or not you're just going to actually you know, stop work and, and take it then or possibly even wait a little longer because the more you defer and the more you wait, you know, those checks are going to be a little bit bigger. And, and in some cases, that makes sense for folks. But um, it, again, it was we as we talked about, you know, on, you know, for the 62nd birthday, um, again, it's 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 part of that, uh, you know, that process of deciding, you know, what's the best stra- uh, Social Security strategy for you? Um, because your situation is going to certainly be different than the next person's and, and, you know, what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and what, what resources you have. And, and, and what a lot of folks don't even think about is, is that social security, we, uh, we've talked about this a number of different times, Walter, but social security is, um, that benefit comes to you. And of course it's the, it's cash flow and it gets direct deposited into your account, but it's not treated like anything else in the tax code. And so when to take it is not necessarily only about your cash flow and, and you know, and how much money you need, but also in terms of your, the, your tax situation and, and, and what are going to be the tax consequences of taking it now versus later and, and, or possibly drawing from one account for a while and then turning Social Security on later, you know, or taking Social Security early and then taking the other account, you know, at, at a later date. All of those things, you know, you might end up with the same amount of, of cash flow, but when you look at your, you know, your, your tax return and your income and what Uncle, Uncle Sam considers to be income, it might be, you know, you might end up with, you know, if you did one, one direction versus the other, you ended up paying more taxes than you had to because of just, you know, you just because of lack of knowledge and not knowing what to do and how to do it and, and, and taking that tax planning into account. So, you know, it always comes, comes back to that holistic planning, doesn't it? When we think about, well, what are going to be the, the, the consequences of doing this or the unintended consequences of doing that? We want to make sure that we're taking that holistic view and that we're putting all the pieces of the puzzle together within the context of what your situation is. Yeah, so always keep that in mind. But if we are going to finish up, Glenn, with one last at least you know financial landmark birthday, and then they're all gravy after this one, uh, that would be the, the 70 and a half birthday. When you reach 70 and a half, you get these little things called RMDs that you've got to be prepared for. What are RMDs and, and why at 70 and a half do we need to really pay attention to those? Well, that's right, Walter. I mean, you know, 70, actually 70 and 70 and a half, right? Because 70 is the last time that, you know, that's the last uh, birthday that you could postpone Social Security to. At that point, you would have you know, gotten all of your, you know, delayed retirement credits. And so if you haven't turned on Social Security by then, that's the time to do it. And then and then six months later, here we are with our with our six, 70 and a half and we have these RMDs or what's known as required minimum distributions. So if you've got, you know, you if you've got an IRA or several IRAs or maybe you have a 401k or, you know, any of those types of, you know, pre-tax plans, all of a sudden now we have to start thinking about taking taking the money out because you've been saving it for all those years 
and Uncle Sam had given you that that tax the tax deduction or that or that tax break, so to speak, you know, before you know when you when you didn't pay taxes on it, and now now the 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 way the tax code works and the way that these accounts are structured, you have to start taking those required minimum distributions, and as you take those as you take those distributions out, obviously now we have to start thinking about the the tax implications of those distributions, you know, and 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 that's and that's something that a lot of folks are you know they they kind of know it's coming, but at the same time you know they they don't really understand now well how much am i going to have to take and and how is it going to be subject to tax and and how does all that work and again you don't want to end up you know just arriving at 70 and a half and now f- trying to figure it out you want to be kind of proactive in advance and say okay this is going to be part of of that um, of that income plan and let's you know let's factor in when we're going to have to take it what are we how much are we going to likely need to be taking what tax situation are we going to be in and and how can we how can we manage all of that in such a way that we can keep more money in our pockets versus sending it to Uncle Sam? These are the different landmark birthdays that you need to be aware of. Uh, the most important birthday of all is certainly Glenn going to be the very next one. And by that we mean what? It's never too early to start thinking about your retirement or your financial plan. So get your affairs in order and on your next birthday, let it serve as a reminder to make sure you're addressing all these things. You don't have to wait for these landmark birthdays before you get your plan in place. Well, no, that's right, Walter. Um, you know, you you want to be you want to be thinking in advance and just know which birthday is coming up. You know, do you have all your all your ducks in a row, but so to speak? Are you dotting your eyes? Are you crossing your T's? Are you making the plans that you need to make? Yeah, these are all the things that you want to keep in mind as you go through those different birthdays and uh, take that planning process seriously. So here's the deal: if you've surpassed that fiftieth birthday and didn't think about the catch-up contributions, or maybe you've made it to fifty-nine and a half and you didn't realize that you were able to withdraw from qualified accounts without a penalty, and and that would have been helpful information to know. Those are some good examples of how working with a planner can help put you on the right path and guide you to a more successful retirement. So if you'd like to reach out to Glenn Mosseller and his team at Roadmap Financial Consulting to set up a time to meet for a free consultation to make sure you're covering all these different elements of financial and retirement planning, the number is 336-291-3535. Again, that's 336-291-3535 or online at greensbororetirement.com. Down at the bottom of the page, you'll see a little thing that says free consultation. You can click on that and schedule a time to meet, schedule time for tax planning analysis or a retirement income analysis, or maybe a portfolio or social security analysis, or an overall analysis that'll wrap all those things together. You can get that free consultation again online at greensbororetirement.com. Glenn's got an office on Mears Chapel Road, so it's easy to spot to come in, say hello, and have that conversation about your plan. That'll do it for this podcast in this edition of the Retirement Roadmap for Glenn I'm Walter, and we'll look forward to talking to you on the next one, where we'll talk about, this is going to be a really good one, some of the unpredictable things in retirement planning, and how do you deal with things that are unpredictable, that we can't really you know, put a finger on and predict uh, accurately? How can you incorporate them into a plan? We'll talk about how you can kind of hit those moving targets a little bit on the next show. So be sure to join us for that one. And in the meantime, thanks for joining us on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast.